um, I feel like social media has been a little bit um, diverting attention from the art form of, because it's a life art form. And what you create live and in person is, uh, it's nothing you can capture on camera. Like there's film, the whole industry of filming exists for that. In this episode, I'm talking to principal ballet dancer, Exania Ossainik. So lovely to meet you here on Zoom. And um, you, you live in Berlin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And um, tell me about your, um, your career as a ballet dancer. How did you start? Or what age did you start doing ballet? Well, um, in general, in ballet, uh, everybody starts very early. Uh, I started in Russia, in Belarus, and um, I was nine when I started professional ballet school, but I was dancing before that and doing all the different kinds of dancing. Um, and then, so the training generally usually goes until about 18, but I um, won a competition, not, I went to the competition in uh, Lausanne in Switzerland and I won the scholarship to come to London when I was 15. So my last years of training, I was uh, in London. And so at 18, I graduated and from there joined the company English National Ballet. And in 2016, I moved to Strasbourg in Berlin. Okay, but now tell me, when you were in London, were you at the English National Ballet School or...? Uh, yes, so English you... National Ballet School and then English National Ballet Company. So how was that for you, leaving home and going to London? Um, I think I, I was... I, I thought I was ready for it because I had yeah. my, my two older sisters who left when they were 15 as well. They went to study to Israel. So they kind of uh, gave me an example that, you know, at 15, you go yeah. away. So I was excited about it. And yet yeah, probably wasn't as easy as I, um, well, I didn't expect anything, but it's, yeah, definitely wasn't easy to adapt in completely this new world. But um, no, but I think um, um, it was uh, just, it was a like amazing learning curve. It's meeting new people, meeting new new culture, different way of studying ballet as well and dance and just completely different approaches to everything I know. And I think it's really widened my kind of view of the world and who I am as a person. I think it was a very kind of a developmental leap in a way. No, but that's, that's the thing with ballet is at a young age, you have to do most of your intensive training I would say and um and then uh, you know and that's why I'm asking you leaving home because this is something that many ballet dancers have to do at a young age to go and train somewhere because of course these uh, schools and training centers are in usually in big cities yeah it's it's true um but also I kind of I never had even any doubt about that to go or not to go like or because for me I had this eyes on the prize and kind of this oh, yeah. uh, a dream and desire to kind of to succeed and to have a career to, to be the principal dancer and like that was my kind of a um, dream and goal from the very early age and so um, yeah I just uh, I think for that, in that sense, ballet requires quite a bit of um, 
I mean, you can call it sacrifice in terms of time, like it takes all your time, attention and everything else. But for me, it never felt like sacrifice. It's, it, it felt like a choice that this can do and uh, I wanted to devote time to it. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I guess like I was consumed in, the, in that. That world, yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah. I understand what you mean. So, um, and then uh, when did you go to Berlin? Um, it was in 2016. I, yeah. I already spent eight years in the English National Ballet Company. Mm. Um, and there was also a change of the director. And I just uh, felt like I wanted to... Um, find a place where I would have maybe a little bit more, that place that will, have, will be a bit more right for me in terms of developing as an artist and as a broader dancer and art, artist and actor. And uh, so I started searching and somehow Berlin seemed like the right place Like when I came here to audition. And uh, I mean, it's also, it aligns when a company searches for a dancer and the yeah. dancer is looking like it's, it needs to align, so, um, but yeah, somehow it worked out really well. And uh, I also felt like Berlin was the right place from the first time I entered the company. So it's, um, it's Yeah, and this is also, you, you have to enjoy where you live as well, probably, because I mean, this is, you know. This yeah, is, hmm. that was definitely one of the considerations. And uh I I'm very much a city person and uh, oh, okay. like after London and I, and I love London like was like you know it became my second home and um, it was quite hard to find a place where I would feel just as comfortable because it's it's so free and diverse and multicultural and Berlin has a bit of that so I think that's why I kind of really related to it and yeah I was like yeah I can definitely live in Berlin but it's yeah it's a huge consideration for dancers because yeah. um, um but yeah because this is something also that um uh, we, now you have to adapt again in a new company in a new city um is is that for you part of the excitement or is the, the part of the challenge uh, it's definitely a challenge I mean excitement as well but it's a challenge because in some way, this adapting and learning the way things work in this place, how do you operate within the, the you know, different uh, systems? And it takes away attention from, you know, you just want to focus on your work and want to do your best, but you have to kind of navigate. And uh, so it takes a little bit away from kind of your full, um, uh, I don't know what you can give, but, so I think it is definitely a challenge and uh, but I think also a good one because in a way it pushes you to kind of um, to push you even further to develop further and to give more so um, I have to say I like I wouldn't want to move the company anytime soon I mean life is unpredictable you never know but like purely for that reason that you know it's I would love to just put the tension into work rather than into fitting in yeah it's, yeah uh, no, I understand but now in in ballet um things have changed a lot in the years because uh um I think uh 
you know, the old way of doing it has changed a bit. Did, can you find it uh, or do you see it that way as well? Can you see a lot of change, positive change coming in the ballet world? Um, I mean, the, I think the in general, of course, it evolves a lot. Um, I think there is both positive and negative developments, like in a sense that um, I feel like social media has been a little bit uh, diverting attention from the art form of, because it's a live art form and what you create live and in person is, uh, it's nothing you can capture on camera. Like there's film, the whole industry of filming exists for that. Like, so you create films, like just simply by filming with the camera takes away the actual element of what ballet is about. Yeah. yeah, so kind of on one side, you know, all this seeing all these videos and everything allows to keep developing the technique and it's uh, it's a very helpful resource in a way and it allows you to do things that maybe 20, 30 years seemed great, like, you know, somebody, one person will be able to do it and it's crazy, amazing. And now you can just learn from the video how to do it. And then, yeah. But at the same time, I feel like it led to overappreciation of the technical side over artistic side, because you can't quite capture the artistry on camera. I mean, unless we're talking about filmmaking or that type of a, um, yeah. like different art form in a sense. Um, so, and yeah, I feel like um, in terms of other changes, well, yeah, I feel like technically it's developed a lot and obviously there is new contemporary movement and like new new ways of moving that it keeps being fed into the ballet in between, like most of the companies perform both classical contemporary ballet, which, you know, it's again, like they're slightly different. But at the same time, I, for example, notice that there is a certain... I don't know, I wouldn't say laziness, but um, carelessness that goes into preparing classical ballets. Um, I'm talking as a system, not individually yeah. Yeah. dancers or ballet masters. In general, that it's sometimes I feel like it's viewed as, okay, this is just a historic piece that we need to keep doing rather than looking at it like, okay, how can we make it fresh and exciting for the audience? How can it be... Um, yeah, like, I spoke to a ballet dancer, uh, um, Liliana L. Fiore, I'm going to have the name wrong, <laughs> but, but she's <laughs> the, um, she used to dance at the English National Ballet as well, and many, many years ago, and she was speaking about the same thing where she says, there's so much, even in Swan Lake, you know, it's not just this uh, uh, classical ballet that you have to look at that, but that, it, that there's so much into it and there's so much acting and so much story into it that it's sort of got lost over the years. And, it, it's, and maybe this is what you were meaning also, that it's just get the classical stuff out of the way almost, and but forgetting all this depth that there's really in it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the, the focus is like, okay, let's just learn the steps. Let's make sure we can make, execute it technically. Like make sure everybody's in line, knows their spacing. Okay, go. Yeah. Whereas actually, 
there's so much more that can be given and read from the audience and like yeah it's like in opera i feel like they really actually you know like they 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 take all the productions and they they really refresh it and they really kind of find new ways to present it and ballet doesn't uh, do that as much somehow so and i i feel like i mean it's director's job in a sense to kind of have that vision but yeah I just wish the whole industry was a little bit more excited about it. <laughs> yeah, but is it? It tends to also have a lot of companies do a lot of uh, contemporary repertoire at the moment. Yeah, because I mean, I think that's also the way for each company to stand out or create their own kind of uh, presence is creating new ballets. And I think most of like most of the time, it's contemporary language um, rather than classical but um, I do feel like that the, they're starting to experiment more and more as as the classical technique is developing more like I feel like there's yeah there's um, I'm curious what more new classical ballets can be created yeah. um, and do you think that um, this image that that the public have of a ballet dancer is is always a um, realistic image um, I mean in general it's very interesting that ballet has uh, like you know I, I, um, yeah so somehow they uh, so there is certain mystery to just this kind of a in a way like this surreal visual of hovering on point and that yeah. doing something like almost that looks like flying and so um so i think the image will always be of this fantasy who the ballerina is um in terms of the actual image of how we ballerinas are as people um yeah i think there's always um certain for any industry in a way there's always this kind of impression of what the person in this job does and what they need to do. And, uh, but when it comes to it, I think everybody is different. Like, it's, you know, yeah. so some ballerinas are the exact, exact image of what you would expect on a crazy diet. And like, you know, they, these almost sleep in a tutu. Like there are people like this. And then there are people who, I don't know, eat uh, hamburgers and drink diet Coke and, uh, mm -hmm. and just, uh, yeah like go and club uh, after the performance so you you get uh, all the ranges of uh, personalities in a sense yeah <laughs> um, and and the americans um uh they didn't help by making these films uh you know that <laughs> that shows ballet dancers in a completely different way yeah, I remember there was a period of time I used to avoid saying that I'm a ballerina because I just hated people putting me immediately in this like oh, box yeah. that, okay, she only knows ballet, she doesn't know anything else, you can't talk to her about anything else, and she probably doesn't eat anything, she doesn't drink anything, and like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of just avoided <laughs> the topic. So yeah, it doesn't help to kind of to be put in this uh, box with the little uh, yeah. <laughs> bow on top. Yeah. But now, um, 
what do you do normally um, in, in your spare time? Is there, do you have, do you do different things, different activities or, or something um, that is, um, yeah, that is different from what you do in your job? I mean, uh, in, in general, I'm a lot into art, like all different art forms. And okay. uh, my husband is a painter as well. So I'm kind of very much kind of uh, oh, following wow. that type of part of the art world. And um, so, yeah, we go, out, we go out a lot to the art galleries or the concerts, museums. And, um, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I also have a business and economics degree. Um, like oh, I okay. uh, finished a couple of years ago. So, and in general, like, I mean, it, that's to somebody that's work, but to me, that's actually fun to do something different. But oh, like, really? I, I actually like, I do a lot of like business planning or design, like I like sometimes help my husband or certain um, d designing the, the presentations, websites, and like <laughs> it's the things like this, like I actually really enjoy because it's such a different yeah. work to the physical and mental work this is very structured and kind of <laughs> so um it's like yeah. from one it's from one art form to another basically yeah i mean yeah. i i have to say i do live quite a bit within the art world <laughs> yeah um <laughs> but now I mean, i'm a foodie I, as well <laughs> yeah. you're a i'm a foodie as well oh, really you love cooking foods um, cooking, I it started actually recently. Um, it was more about going out and trying different foods. But um, okay. when I got pregnant, I actually uh, got into cooking as well. So oh, I see. Okay. I don't know what's the connection, but I uh, got to yeah. <laughs> start but enjoying this, it. But this is very interesting. Also, um, uh, you are a mum as well. And how do you find doing this job and and being a mum? Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm still going through this process, but I feel like I'm now kind of a bit more settled. Um, I, I found that it's an interesting challenge to divert the attention because I feel like in a way when you, when I dance and when I work within Bella world, it requires hundred percent attention. You kind of can't do it halfway. And obviously with parenting, that's also like, that's hundred yeah. percent, like you, you can't do it halfway, like, or I can't do it halfway. Yeah. So it's kind of finding like, how can I balance the two? And uh, um, I feel like now I'm like trying to finally settle in. And uh, I think after I've done quite a few performances on stage, I'm like finally feeling like, okay, yeah, I can, I feel the <laughs> kind of how to manage the both. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, um, now because a uh, opera singer once said to me, told me that uh, this is a very interesting um, subject that that you know people don't now necessarily look at a ballet dancer and. Um, think oh you can be a mum as well or an opera singer oh you can you can be a mum as well you know what I mean it's it's, it's that type uh, of career where people don't well it's yeah it's yeah. true but because also when you go on stage you 
play a certain role and yeah. very rarely like m- most of the time it's young girls that fall in love and you know like it's you rarely play, play a role of a mom so yeah it yeah. can be quite uh, strange or disconnected to kind of see this young girl even when you're 14 the dancer you still go and perform like this role of Juliet who's 16 year old while you maybe have three kids yeah. <laughs> so I think it is quite hard visually to connect um um, yeah. But I think that that was exactly what I also meant by this kind of like finding the balance. Like, and now I feel like I've I got yeah. there. Um, yeah. Um, but in the beginning, I remember the first show I was dancing, I kind of felt like, well, during the show, I'm completely immersed. But when I was in the curtain call, and I was like, oh my God, I have a baby. Like, it's just <laughs> somehow like, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, it just somehow felt like a split personality. Like, it's like, <laughs> I can just imagine but uh, yeah but um but now tell me what is your wish for the future um I mean at this like you know is everything happening in the world like it's really hard to ignore that and kind of because yeah. um, before I was always more focused I mean while I was following what's happening around the world like my life and my wishes was more connected to me and my family and kind of you know I didn't have to think about what's happening around but yeah, yeah. somehow <laughs> last few years it's kind of it's yeah mm-hmm. um, so part of me is just <laughs> like it's just wishing that more about the surroundings that the world finds it's uh, I mean I just wish there was in generally more compassion around in the yeah. world <laughs> like yeah. just as um, mm-hmm. and in a way I feel like also art is the best way to promote that um, partially yeah. kind of career-wise I would love to um, in a way contribute as much as possible like say um, I'd love to perform more, perform to the wider audience in a sense, not just ballet audience, but kind of reach more people. Like I've been doing a lot of collaborations with other art forms just to kind of see what can get out there because I feel like, well, with the tools I have, that's the best I can do to kind of just get people to think a little bit more, relate a little bit more, maybe just you know, slow down and pay a bit more attention. Um, I just feel like with a bit more understanding and compassion, maybe certain things could improve and on the social level. And yeah. um, so I would say that's the direction I'm thinking. It's um, Because, yeah, it's interesting in art how everybody is so accepting of each other and it's... Uh, you know, look, yeah, look like, in a ballet company or in an opera company, you know, all different from different backgrounds, from different cultures, and everybody just they're there for the art, for the art form. And it's it's exactly. so important, yeah. Yeah, I think this acceptance kind of because yeah, we we are in a very international environment, it's you just don't even think or notice that somebody has, that people have different backgrounds or different situations like as you said we are there for the art 
Um, and yeah, you just kind of like, at some point you kind of, you forget that other people might think differently yeah. <laughs> or feel different. Yeah. And sometimes when you get confronted with it, it's like, what, how, like, come, that does introduce you to like a better way of yeah. being. And <laughs> yeah, mm. it's, um, no, I totally agree with you. And also, um, uh, children, you know, if they could have more exposure to art, maybe then we also create societies where people are more accepting of each other. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think art is one of the biggest parts of education in a sense. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think, often underappreciated um, because it seems more like a luxury rather than being important. But at the same time, I mean, without art, then we just, if we just eat and sleep, then by, how are we different from, uh, from I don't know, animals or etc. Like, it's like art and culture is what makes a society in a sense. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it should be seen as education. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And I think it's, um, I, I have this, I, or this uh, thought process that, the, maybe the pandemic have um, has made us more aware of that. You know how much how important art is really in our society as well. Um, I'm hope I'm hopeful. Like I'm, I think we are still yet to see kind of what the result of the pandemic will be in the social level. But uh, I think it did make a lot of people think and uh, remember that physical experiences and artistic yeah. experiences are a huge part of our life and we are missing it when we are not connected to it so yeah i hope that uh, it will <laughs> yeah uh, bring more attention to them yeah now i just have one last question for you i'm letting people do shout outs for their favorite restaurant or coffee shop so do you have your area, where, where's your uh, local, where you go and have your coffee or, or uh, do you have a favorite um, restaurant? Uh, I mean, it's just because we go there so often and uh, what's it called? Coffee has my monkey, coffee drank my monkey on the um, Savigny Platz. <laughs> we go there quite often and I really enjoy the coffee and the croissants there. So, <laughs> What is the place called? Um, coffee drank my monkey or something like oh. that oh yeah <laughs> i'm not sure exactly the order we just call it a monkey coffee <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, i'll i'll find it i'll um i'll find the the they're probably on instagram i'll find them <laughs> uh, thank you so much for your time and for um uh, talking to me and it was so insightful and uh, I wish you all the best for the rest of your career and for being a lovely mum as well thank you very much thank you very much <laughs> thank you <laughs> bye, bye.